0: You can see this is the first uh, first time we're going to do this new new uh, children's pageant. It's called, uh, You Brood of Vipers Who Warns You of the Day to Come. <laughs> that would be something. We should do that for Advent. You brood of vipers. <laughs> There's a man named John Harper. And uh, we've heard of Michael Phelps uh, and Mark Spitz and the, the, uh, Ryan Lochte and all those uh, but John Harper, I think, is probably the greatest swimmer who's ever lived. Justin, uh, Justin used to train with Matt Biondi and, and uh, was training for the Olympics until he blew out his arms. Have you ever heard of John Harper? You have? Well, you're, you're one of the exceptional ones. John Harper, uh, in 1912, did something extraordinary. And I got this from Mary Ellen Archer, so it's got to be true, right? The Titanic sunk in 1912. 1,500 plus people went into the ocean uh, without lifeboats. And John Harper placed his young eight-year-old daughter into the lifeboat and put on a life jacket and went into the water and knowing that it was certain death for John. But he swam. He swam to as many people as he could that were were adrift in that cold, icy sea. And swimming up to them, he would say, Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? And one gentleman that he swam up to Said no. And John Harper said, Would you like to have Jesus in your life? Would you submit to him as your Lord and Savior? And the gentleman said, No. I want no part of that. And so John Harper took off his life, just, life vest and said, Here, you're going to need it more than, than I do. <laughs> and John Harper kept swimming around until he came back to that same gentleman who finally said, I do want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I do want him as my Lord and Savior. And John Harper would eventually succumb to hypothermia and and not survive. There's a sense of urgency that John Harper had. A sense of urgency that this life, there is more to this life. This is uh, this is just a preface, as a lot of people would say. Halida, Halida, told me the other day, you know, death, death for Christians really is our birthday. It, it's our it's our time when we get to be with the Lord. It's just really the beginning of life for us. John Harper had that urgency, that urgency that we hear really during Advent, that urgency in in warning that. That God is coming. God is coming near. That's the scripture in Isaiah 40 that, that is used here in Matthew. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his path because God is coming near. God is coming near. And John the Baptist is the one who will prepare the way. And his first words uh, of ministry it's not Merry Christmas or anything like that. It's repent. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is near. For the kingdom of heaven is near. It is the same message that Jesus will use when he starts his ministry. Uh, right after he's driven out into the wilderness and tempted by the evil one. He will, he will come and start the ministry and he will say, repent. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is near. John the Baptist is not not, uh, putting the whole focus on himself. He is saying your lives need to be made right. Not in a good and moral way. Scripture doesn't call us to be good and moral people, make the right choices, say the right things, be as polite as you can, open the door for the ladies and things like that. It is a wild, reckless grace that God has opened the door to all of us. And repentance is a start onto that journey with this wild and reckless God, this wild and reckless grace that God gives. Repentance is is just not cleaning ourselves up or trying to clean ourselves up, but it is turning and coming to the God who is coming to us, to the God who is passionately chasing us and running after us. That's repentance. And this word that we hear in Matthew 3 is a word of, of desperation. It's a word of urgency to say God is coming and he is coming near. And there are choices to make. Unfortunately, repentance and forgiveness are are not human-powered things. And that's where the wild and reckless God comes. The wind blows and it falls upon those who are hungry and, and spiritually thirsty for a new way of life, for a true way of life spiritually hungry and spiritually thirsting for the only thing that God can give and that is hope and forgiveness and light and life and salvation and so John the Baptist is calling people to that and he is saying he is saying you are not part of God's people just because you wear these fancy stoles and these fancy white bathrobes, or because you're in this glorious church with these fantastic stained glass windows, or you come from the right lineage, or you're a legacy. He is saying, You've been warned. It is nothing like that. God's kingdom is nothing like that. And the one who comes, who is way mightier than I. He is bringing a winnowing fork, and he will thresh out those who belong to him and those who do not. He can even call the rocks to be his children. You can't rely that your grandmother and your grandfather brought the carpet into Christ church, or were baptized here, or had their wedding here, or you were confirmed here. It is nothing like that. John the Baptist is calling us to the one who will call us to repentance, who will turn from a way of life that brings death to the God who is coming after them. That's Isaiah 40. Make make straight the paths, because God is coming, and he will restore his people. That's Advent. God is coming to restore us and to bring us that hope and that salvation. About four years, 1916, after the Titanic uh, uh, sank, and uh, of the 1,500 people that were in the water, six were saved. That young man that John Harper swam to twice and who professed his faith in Jesus Christ stood up during a survivor's meeting to talk about the one who saved him, Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. He talked about John Harper, but the one who really rescued him from death was the Lord Jesus Christ. And this young man said this, I heard God's voice through John Harper, and it had a sense of urgency like I've never heard before. May you and I, may this church, may the body of Christ hear the urgency and the long call of our Lord God who calls us back to him. Amen.